Brew October on WTMJ is presented by Network Health and sponsored by Delta Dental, Annex Wealth Management, and Trust, Wisconsin's Bank. I think that's the Violin Femmes, right? It is, from yeah. their first album. They're playing it in its entirety tonight at the Bradley Symphony Center with an orchestra. It's going to be a special show. Special Oak Creek connection to the Violin Femmes because one of them was from Oak Creek for a while. Did you know that? Which one? Gordon Gano. I did not know he lived in Oak Creek. For a very short time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> little trivia for you. Even I stumped you on that one. How about that? Sandy Max, Steve Scafidi, and our special in-studio guest, because I didn't think you were going to be here today. Surprise. <laughs> Petronio, you hear my Brewers Extra Innings all-time great baseball guy, and you've you've lived a life talking about baseball. You you probably break it down better than anybody else that I know personally. Thank you. So thanks for being here. Yeah, I mean, this is playoff baseball. This is what it's all about. This is what we grind 162 for. This is what makes a, me smile and puts a. It's just I'm such a baseball geek and I'm a nerd and I just <laughs> love the it like just. Oh, it's your time to shine, oh, Don. Craig went with there. Oh, he's got that guy <laughs> loose sitting in the bullpen. I wonder if he pinch hits here and this. It's just I, I love playoff baseball. So we have the Brewers and Diamondbacks first game tonight, six away. Our mm-hmm. coverage starts a little bit earlier than that on on our flagship WTMJ. So. A lot of us heard the news yesterday, and obviously I was I was taken aback. Um, what does this mean for this team? I, I I saw the press conference, and boy, you felt bad for Woody. He he was emotional as as you would expect. What does this mean for this team that, as far as their realistic chances going forward? Well, we'll talk about the team in a sec, but I just want to take you into the scene of the press conference room. You know, there's lots of media. The ESPN guys are there. Uh, you know, all the opposing media is there, and we're all you know, hey, how good to see you, good to talk. It's like a buzzed mood like we're all excited to be there because it's playoffs and then craig council walks in he's the first press conference of the day and we're like all right here we go here comes craig and then he just i uh, just want to start with a few announcements uh brendan woodruff will not pitch and he gives us the update about the shoulder and just total oh, deflation man. in that room and it was just like i i was sitting next to kurt hogue of the milwaukee journal sentinel adam mccalvey was right behind me com. and after craig council's presser i just kind of looked at them and they're just typing he's like oh my god like wow. that just happened and we kind of joked like we didn't listen to the rest of the press conferences because all it was was brendan woodruff and then brendan came in and we heard his quotes i played his quotes yesterday it, it, you just feel for the dude man I, I as a person as a Did competitor you expect him to get that emotional no i i mean he's a competitor but it, it, it was a human moment for brandon woodruff who is such uh just a gamer a bulldog and to use all the cliches but it's just you could see it hit him in, yeah. in the moment, and it, it, it just sucks. And he mentioned the clubhouse, how loved, how much he loved. And you miss being part of the clubhouse when you're injured for so long of the year and to be here and to miss it. But to, to the point of the team, how they're going to take it, let's be honest, they spent the majority of the season without him. So this yes. isn't going to be a big deal as far as would you love to have Brandon Woodruff? Of course. Is this something new that they have to prepare for? No, they've done it all season long. This is now five, what, five of six years in the postseason. Mm-hmm. What's different this year than those other seasons? It, it feels like this season they made the right moves that they And I'm not trying to say like David Stearns here. It, it feels a lot like 2018. Like this is the team, right? 2019 when Yelich got hurt, everyone's like, okay, well, there it goes. There it goes. 2020, everybody gets passed. That was a weird year. 2021, you're like, okay. Then Devin, you know, with the hand. So, and you weren't quite sure what the, the additions were going to do. I, I, I compare this team a lot to 2018. They're different. Don't get me wrong, but the, the Mustakis ad, the veterans, the mix of new and old. Uh, I, I still feel like this team is the team. Uh, if there's, this is the best team 
since 2018, in my opinion, that has a legitimate chance to win a World Series. The magic of this team, to me, speaks to the magic of Craig Council, mm -hmm. a guy who just gets baseball and understands how to bring a team together and, and make the best out of the worst situations, and they've had some challenges this year. His his wisdom, his experience, both as a player and a coach, I think has to be part of this story and, and why I, I think a lot of Brewers fans have that glimmer of hope that this team, as other people have said nationally, could be something special this year. And yeah, his I, Wisconsin roots, yes, of course, which adds oh, yeah. that extra layer to that hometown pride. The king of Whitefish Bay, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> the, the thought for me, and I said this in the finale of the regular season on my Brewers Extra Innings show, I said... They're not a sleeping giant. They're a giant. And the rest of the baseball world knows this. Now, this was, of course, before the Brandon Woodruff news. But let's still be honest, okay? Corbin Burns won the Cy Young two years ago. He had a phenomenal second half. He started to get things going back in the right direction. Freddie Peralta has been the second-best pitcher in the National League in the second half, only behind Spencer Strider of the Braves. He is getting strikeouts. He has been phenomenal. And it's not a three-headed monster in the bullpen like we talked about in 2018, Jeffress, Knable, and Hayter. This is a six-headed monster in the bullpen right now for the Brewers. You've got Devin Williams lurking in the ninth. You've got Piguero. You've got Piomps. You've got Hobie Milner, who's had the best season of a reliever that nobody's talked about. You've got the kids that throw 100, Trevor McGill and Abner Uribe. That is a six-headed monster, and that can help pick up the slack for Brandon Woodruff being hurt. What do we expect to see in this series from the Diamondbacks? What do we expect to see in the, in the from the Brewers now with their little shuffled pitching lineup? What do we what do we expect? So I think the first thing is people want to point to Game Two, and you, you can't name a Game Two starter without Game One's result. So uh, they were hesitant to name a Game Two starter. They haven't done that yet. They won't do it until after the game tonight. I have to imagine, if the Brewers win this game tonight, and mind you, they're going up against a rookie on the other side, Brandon Fatt. They don't have their lineup set for pitching like we do. Correct. Right. Yeah. right. Well, they have it. The Diamondbacks have their two aces lined up for two and three right. on normal rest. Zach Gallen, who was an NL Cy Young candidate, he'll be top five vote getter. Uh, he will go tomorrow. And then if there's a game three, they will go to Merrill Kelly, who's been very quietly one of the most consistent aces in all of baseball the last couple of seasons. But the Brewers are in this position where because of Woodruff's injury, they can kind of have to get cute. Meaning, if Burns wins tonight, you can go to Wade Miley tomorrow, or somebody else, an opener, Colin Ray, who, or Adrian Hauser, whatever you want to do. Now, Hauser pitched on Sunday, so he's probably not going to pitch in this series. But then, if necessary, if you need that Game 3, you go to Freddie Peralta. Whereas, if you win this series in two games, and you're able to avoid using Freddie Peralta as a starter... He starts game one of the series against the Dodgers in Los Angeles on Saturday, which would then allow you to bring Corbin Burns back on normal rest for game two on Monday because there's an extra off day in the NLDS. Now, I know we're getting way ahead of ourselves <laughs> after the wild card round, but that's what the Brewers are. You know, you still have to look forward while thinking in the present. We'll find out who the starter will be for tomorrow after tonight's game. But I imagine with a win, it will not be Freddie Peralta. If you don't look ahead, you can't make those chess moves. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And I would think Craig Council knows that probably better than anybody else. Do you think he has a shot at manager of the year? It has to be this year. It has to be. I it mean, has to be, right? It's between him and Skip Schumacher, for my opinion. And I, I will say, as much as he's a Cardinal, and we do not like the Cardinals, <laughs> Skip did a phenomenal job down there in Miami. And similar for executive year, that's an award, too. It's between Kim Ng and between Matt Arnold, for me, in my opinion, because these two teams, nobody gave them a chance, especially the Marlins. They've been a, a phenomenal turnaround and a great story to talk about this year. But for me, Craig Council, I mean, the guy that had 
The third most innings on the team was Colin Ray. He was pitching in Japan a couple of years ago. He wasn't really on anyone's radar in spring training. Uh, you, you look at the team that he broke camp with in spring training, and you look at the team he has now, it's completely different. I mean, Luke Voigt was the backup first baseman. Rowdy Telez was the everyday first baseman. Luis Arias, Mike Brasso, Jesse Winker. These are guys that, you know, you, you look at their careers, and obviously all of those guys had career-worst years this year, and the Brewers managed to weather that storm, win the division again when nobody gave them a chance to. Everyone said, oh, it's going to be the Cardinals division. It's going to be whatever. And now here they are, the Brewers again, all because of their manager, Craig Council. He is Dominic Catronio. He's going to stick around for another segment. If you have a question you want to fire at him, 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talking text. I got some fun questions about baseball because I know you spent your life talking about it and watching it, and uh, I want to just have some fun as we celebrate the start of playoffs, because really that's this is the moment when nobody knows what's going to happen and, or where these series are going. So we're going to have some fun with Dominic after this on WTMJ Now. I'm Sandy Meg, Steve Scafidi, and we are getting psyched for Brewers playoffs with our WTMJ teammate Dominic Catronio, and you have breaking news. Yeah, we just got the roster across the wire, the official postseason roster. Of course, Brandon Woodruff not on it with his injury. Effectively on the pitching side of things, Colin Ray will replace him on the roster. That doesn't mean he's going to start game two, but he is on the roster. Uh, maybe the biggest surprise to some people that would read this roster and see Garrett Mitchell is not on the oh. roster, still recovering from his labrum. And then uh, Jesse Winker and Joey Weimer are on the roster. And we can get into that, I'm sure, throughout this segment of why those guys, and I can make a case for and against those guys, but... Uh, not a massive surprise, in my opinion, with Garrett Mitchell, but uh, it's certainly a surprise with uh, Winker being on the roster. What surprises you about that? Well, for Winker, it, it's been hurt the whole second half, and obviously the worst year of his career offensively. He was brought here to be a designated hitter and be uh, a bat, and he wasn't that. He hasn't faced major league pitching in over two months. And my thought with Winker, though, is the reason why they put him on the roster is he's going to give you good at bat. You know, he can draw a walk. He can punish a baseball still. But he's not going to play defense. It's going to be a pinch hit type role if they're bringing in a right on right situation. I'm trying to think of a situation maybe for getting deep down in the bench. He's not going to start a game. I don't want. I want to start that. Make people are already overreacting on social media. <laughs> Winker is not going to start a postseason game. He is meant to be a left handed bat off the bench, available, kind of like a Rowdy Telez will be. And as for Garrett Mitchell, uh, there were concerns about him being able to slide properly. I mean, he can't slide head first right now. Because of his labor, he has not been given clearance to do that yet. Uh, he tried to steal a base the other day. He slid feet first. He got caught. And if you're not letting him be his full self, you might as well keep him off. Could he be added later post this series? Yes, yeah. because he is not on the injured list. Got so it. if you are on the injured list, you still have to follow the injured list rules, which is key because they did not place Brandon Woodruff on the injured list. I hope so, because I've been excited about Garrett Mitchell. So. Uh, he's been through a grind. He's been trying to get back for this moment. And I think it's really important to note, Joey Weimer's year, uh, I mean, getting optioned right before the celebration was certainly uh, had to hurt him going down to Nashville. He had a good week in Nashville for the final week of the season, but he gives you great defense. He torches lefties. There are a couple of lefties in the Diamondbacks bullpen to keep an eye out for. And he can be a pinch runner, and he can come out and fly, and he can, you know, be the the golden retriever that he is on this team. And I, it makes sense for me in a wild card round. 
You're carrying 11 pitchers. You only need three starters and uh, see what they can do against the Diamondbacks. All that excitement starts tonight, 608. Pre-game right here on WTMJ, the flagship of the Milwaukee Brewers. So I know your personal story and why baseball is such a big part of your life, but I don't think everybody else does. So mm-hmm. share a little bit of why baseball is such a big part of your life. Yeah, I'm a baseball baby through and through. I mean, shoot, I was. Uh, I joke that I love baseball so much because I had to fill the void. I was born in the strike year. I was born in 1994. <laughs> uh, but the uh, my dad works in baseball. So family business, Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. My dad works for the Oakland A's, so don't come at me about that sweep back in June. Mm. Um, but what was cool about that series, that was actually the first time my dad and I worked uh, regular season games side by side, you know, from opposing booths, if you will. Um, and Valley Sports Wisconsin got this sh- great shot of me. I still have it where it just so happens that the TV booth for the Brewers is next door to the visiting radio booth. And my dad was on the other side of the wall from where I was sitting. Very cool. So you could just see both of us separated by a wall. He's uh, got to be so really proud fun. of you. Uh, he is. He tells me every day, and I'm honored. You're going to get me choked up here, Steve. But we get to do spring training games every few years. This year was the first year we haven't done it. And, you know, the father-son game. Because I want to do that ultimately. I want to do play-by-play. It is kind of the route. I'm 29 years old. We got time to figure all this stuff out. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I've been in it my whole life. And in fact, my first taste of postseason baseball was uh, back in 2010 when I was a dumb kid. I was a dumb Rangers fan. Back in 2010, I, grew, I was born in Texas. And my dad, uh, this is the quick story I'll tell, is my dad previously worked for the Texas Rangers. And I grew up with the Rangers, loving those teams. Kevin Mensch, shout out to some real Brewers fans. I remember the name Kevin Mensch. Um, <laughs> I do. <laughs> but the the Rangers, of course, make their first World Series in 2010. Uh, and mind you, my dad had been working for the A's for five years at this point. We're not even living in Texas anymore. And also, the Rangers fired my dad. Okay, so this is a subjective <laughs> business. Oops. The kid... The, the dumb kid here doesn't realize, like, oh, you know, I want to go to the World Series and how painful this would be for my dad to attend a World Series of the team that fired him. Oof. But he comes and he brings me to the World Series and total surprise, it was a birthday gift and everything. But he shows up to the first game in this bright canary yellow polo. And, you know, the Rangers colors are red and blue. <laughs> They're placing the Giants, of course, the Oakland A's rival. And I'm like, Dad, why aren't you, why, why aren't you in the Spirits? like, dumb. I'm not rooting for these guys. I don't. I hope they both lose. I'm like, you know what? I get it now. And then from that moment forward, I was already always rooting for his teams until I was getting a job. So, yeah, baseball is in my blood. I'm honored to uh, be working another postseason here in my third straight year. Baseball is such a generational sport mm-hmm. that families share, whether it's father child mom child you know there's so many of those stories about usually going to the game together though for sure not now working together and, and furthermore my mom you know, my mom's from tucson arizona and she worked for the triple a minor league team there, the other tucson toros where my my dad and her met when my dad was the broadcaster of the tucson toros uh she was an extra in the spring training scenes of major league because they were filmed in <laughs> tucson and their first date was going to see major league in theaters so it's again, in your dna Dom. baseball through and through <laughs> trying incredible. to appreciate it and i'm a nerd i've read every baseball book out there in the world so. before we let you go i want to ask you you've been around this brewers team for a few years now and you've obviously been around bob euchre and, and mm-hmm. bob euchre for everybody in this states and probably in this country is just a beloved figure when you're talking about professional baseball your thoughts about working in and around bob euchre this year and what this team means to him uh being around bob euchre is so so incredible i I can't find enough adjectives to describe it because again you mentioned it you know just baseball people know bob euchre and it was funny i was talking to a few guys some of the new acquisitions about this and he was like, hey, when did you realize, like, oh, wait, Bob Euchre is going to be calling my games now? And I, a few of the guys that will remain nameless were just like, 
yeah, I, I didn't realize until I saw him and I heard the voice, and I'm like, oh my god, Major League, and I blurted it out, and he was like, yeah, yeah, I heard it all the time, you know. <laughs> but uh, for Bob, to me, you know, I'm a 20-something, I'm a, you know, uh, an insert expletive here, some kid that is in the show that, you know, needs to prove his worth, and Bob's been so good to me to his time, and if the Brewers move on, uh, this isn't quite, you know, out there yet, but Bob Costas is on the TBS cruise. Mm-hmm. Bob Costas and Bob Uecker obviously have a great relationship, so I would really look forward uh, if the Brewers move on face the Dodgers, I'm fairly certain Bob Costas is going to be on that show. So Bob and Bob are going to oh. be together again, and <laughs> uh, I think it's just going to be an amazing baseball moment for fans across the globe. You also get to work with uh, Brian Anderson, who's mm-hmm. one of the best in the business. So, I mean, you, you're living a dream in your 20s. If I mess this up, <laughs> I, it's on me. I mean, Euchre and Do Anderson and up. Levering and Lane and Council. <laughs> and his, uh, Don't mess this up, Don. This is going to be a lot of fun. Well, I love that Bob Euchre just gets that fresh energy anytime we get to the playoffs and that he's even throwing out a ceremonial first pitch tonight. Are you putting asterisks around that throwing out? Because remember what happened two years ago. Remember the uh, 50th anniversary, you know, they tried to do the celebration from 2021. There was a big curtain right. out on the field. I was like, what's going on there? Bob comes out, pulls down the curtain. It's a pitching machine. And he dropped the baseball on the pitch machine. That was his first pitch. So I wonder oh! if he's got any hijinks up his sleeve tonight. Yeah, knowing Bob, he, he probably is going to do something pretty unique and, and interesting. So I, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Dominic, it's always great to spend time with you because I love your baseball knowledge, but I, you're, you're just a great human being. I oh, so. appreciate that. Thank so you thanks guys. for hanging out with us. Happy Talk- to do it. Hope to see you all at the ballpark tonight. Brewers.com slash postseason. If you're thinking about a last-second ticket, come on. Let's let's flip the place. It's all night games. Let's have a good time at AmFam. And if you've ever missed his wisdom on Brewers extra innings, you're, you're hurting your baseball now, baseball knowledge because he knows the Brewers almost better than anybody. So thanks for coming in. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having me.